Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. The following show is one that we've aired before, but with the COVID-19 health situation going on, a lot of people are quarantined, they're stuck in the house, they're online, and they're very vulnerable to being taken advantage of. So we're going to re-air this program and give you all this valuable information from the Better Business Bureau. Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focused this morning. We've got somebody who's uh, possibly going to save you a lot of heartache and a lot of money. It's Robin Householder, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You're one of my favorite guests. You are so helpful and so positive about we're going to get past all this stuff and avoid the scammers. You know, we love celebrating marketplace role models, but we also enjoy denouncing the substandard guys (laughs) because, again, we don't want you taken advantage of. That's right. I know a lot of people are online and maybe looking for love. Now, I did the online dating thing, had some good success, but there are a lot of scammers looking to take advantage of people. So what do we need to look out for? Believe it or not, romance scams are now a billion-dollar business. We have seen more than a million consumers in the U.S. be taken advantage of um, because, unfortunately, social media, online, there's just so many ways to prey on you. Believe it or not, these scammers have a name. They're called catfishers. And what they're looking for is that person that is lonely, that needs a good friend. And so it's very easy for them to create fake profiles. It's very easy for them to be a, basically create fake personas. Mm-hmm. And so once they connect with you, the goal is just like any dating site would be to get to know you. But one of the first signs you want to be careful of um, and know that you're probably on the path of unpleasantries, if you will, (laughs) is that they're going to work really hard to get you off of that dating site and have you communicate differently, be it text, be it your personal email, some other form of of communication. Oh, Uh, because that's the first mm -hmm, thing um, that you want to watch out for. Because the site can help moderate. Exactly. And keep you safe. And keep you safe. A couple of things that we tell you to do before you start the connection, and that is, is research. Do a scan of the picture and see if it's out there anywhere else check the name and check and see if it's anywhere else because again they're really really good at duplicating personalities that are legitimate but now they're using them obviously in a very illegitimate way i've already reported a couple to the online site that i signed up with Mm -hmm. because they have kind of a similar little profile wording it looks like they copied it from somewhere Right. Their photos don't match what they say their description is. One guy said, I'm athletic and slender, and he was totally not athletic and so slender. So sloppiness is not one of the, um, is actually one of the downfalls of most scammers. And so that's a great topic that you brought up. One of the best ways for you to know whether or not this person is legitimate is look for grammar errors. Look for mispronunciation of information. Um, just look for sloppy communication because someone that is a legitimate professional or says they're from your neighborhood Mm -hmm. You're going to know by dialogue and slang and things like that whether or not they're legit. He said he had a bachelor's degree, and he did not have a grasp of the English language. Exactly. So that's another great sign. Okay. Um, So let me just kind of walk you through what the scammer's plan is. It's basically a five-step process for them. The first thing they do is obviously contact you. Um, You know, they're either using social media websites. They are um, using, again, legitimate websites. And so they they strike up a a relationship with you. And it almost always seems to start with, hello, dear. 
<laughs> you have beautiful <laughs> Maybe a eyes. little more friendly than a traditional dating site would, uh, yeah. a, a person would do. Um, again, one of the very first things they're going to do is try to move you off of that site so that your communications are no longer monitored. Okay. The next thing they're going to do is start what they call grooming you. And that's where they start guiding you to give them um, more personal information. Um, This is their stage where they're trying to build trust with you. Okay. They're going to maybe start sending you daily texts to see how you're doing. They might even send you small gifts, you know, flowers or some other form of, you know, pleasantry. But as they're doing that and they're getting deeper and deeper into knowing who you are, they're now going to start asking you for some small favors. And what that does is it gives them some insight as to just how vulnerable you might be when they go for the big ask. Right. Sad, but true. Um, Quite frankly, and and really sadly, one of the things that these guys are very, very good at is isolating you because probably your friends, your family, they're going to start warning you, hey, this doesn't sound like a legitimate dating site transaction. Um, And the scammer is going to do what they can to keep you from believing your family and friends. And and remind you how special they are. Um, and so, again, isolation. How so would they that, do that? Um, you know, oh, don't listen to them. You know, you and I have come so far in this relationship. Again, they're going to they're going to try to build a level of trust with you where you're going to listen more to them than you are those friends, those family members that are telling you a cautionary tale. Okay. Okay? And again, that's also another way for them to test the waters of how vulnerable you might be when they do go in for the big ask. And of course, all roads with these scammers lead to money. (laughs) Simple as that. The next thing they're going to do is what they call the sting. And so now that they've established a relationship with you, um, they've identified sort of your weak points, if you will. All of a sudden, they're going to have a family emergency or maybe um, they have a cash flow issue. They really want to come and see you, but they need the money um, for the flight. Unfortunately, we've seen things go so far as to say that they're going to they want you to come in and meet them overseas. And when you get there, it's a kidnap situation where they're oh. now being held for ransom. So. Clearly, this is a worst-case scenario. Who's kidnapped? The legitimate consumer that is trying to, in essence, establish a relationship with this scammer. Now, again, those are worst-case scenarios. More often than not, it really just ends in money transfers. Right. But we have seen reports where um, the scammer is asking you to meet them. And probably when they're doing this, what we're seeing is where this is a big ask. They've now identified that this um, victim has a lot more cash than maybe they're willing to transfer, Um, thus the, the, the choice for ransom got it um but typically again it's they're going to start identifying you know an illness a family emergency some sort of pitfall that's um limited their access to cash and they start asking you for that favor can you help them out um, with this particular family emergency now again legitimate dating sites that's not going to happen right the other thing they're going to do is they're going to postpone meeting you Because obviously now the picture will tell a thousand words. They're not really who they said they are, right? Oh. Okay. Here's when the big, big red lights go off. You know, caution, caution, warning, warning. They're going to ask to send money via wire, which is always a no-no. They're going to ask for you to send money via gift cards, also a big no-no. And they're going to ask for you to send money via um, prepaid credit cards, Again, all of which are not traceable, all of which are basically a nice donation because you'll never get that money back. A very sad story indeed, right? Yes, it is. So a couple of things just in scams in general that you want to be aware of. Again, first off, stay on the legitimate website. 
Do your research. Um, many scammers will steal photos from websites um, and use them in their profiles, and you can actually do a reverse lookup of that image. There's two websites that you can do that on. One is called tineye.com, so tineye.com. The other is images.google.com. And so what's going to happen when you do that reverse lookup, it's going to show you where that photo has been used um, in multiple other locations. What? It's a true story right there. Wow. Okay. Um, and again, look up the name. But when you look up the name, put scam after it when you do that Google search and see if it comes up as that someone else has been scammed by this particular person. Okay. And of course, we always ask you that if you are falling victim to a scam or luckily maybe stop short before you're taken advantage of, please report it to Scam Tracker. Um, that's bbb.org forward slash Scam Tracker. And that's a way for you to not only um, be aware of what scams are hitting different communities, you can do a keyword search by industry, by topic, you name it. But it also helps keep other consumers from falling prey to the same scam. And then we have many government agencies that use that as a baseline of knowledge for when they're investigating scams. So you're really, really helping out folks from across the country when you report that information to Scam Tracker. So take advantage of that. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're just learning about all the horrifying ways you can be scammed when you're looking for love in all the right yeah. places. This is if you're on a legitimate site. Things that scammers are trying to do to get you off-site and to communicate with them off-site, uh, the number one red flag, apparently. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what are some of the other scams that are going on right now? Think about the time of year it is and the kind of things that happen. You know, in the spring, home improvement scams, right? Um, oh. In the fall, back-to-school scams. And see, th these are all things that you want to rely on us to avoid and make sure that you know what the tips are to stay away from, okay? So mm -hmm. right now, one of the things that we're seeing a big peak in is what we call spoofing scams, phone spoofing scams. Mm -hmm. Sadly, technology is a wonderful thing, but can often work against us. And so with voice over IP technology, when a scammer calls you, they can spoof your phone number. What is voice over IP? Mean? So that basically is internet based phone numbers. Okay. So oh. no longer do you plug into the wall. Your phone lines are running through the internet, um, basically through a cloud, if you will. Okay. Um, and so now what can happen is think about what the first six digits of your number is. So at Better Business Bureau, it's 615-250. So believe it or not, we get spoofing calls that look like they come from 615-250. Oh, yes. So the intention is for you to see that number as familiar. You know, is it a neighbor? Is it a local business that you've um, interacted with in the past? And so you're more likely to answer the phone when it's a number that looks familiar to you or looks like it's coming from an area in close proximity to you. Yes, they got smart because we stopped answering those that came from Washington or yes. wherever they we, said they we came We stopped from. answering 1-800-188 numbers, and now they're using technology to make you feel like it's local. Okay. I got a call from myself a while back. That's awesome. Did you answer? No. <laughs> Thank goodness. I don't have anything I want to hear. <laughs> exactly. So, of course, the number one thing we tell you to do is just simply not answer any call that you know, don't recognize the number on. Okay? So you probably have a really robust contact list. And by the way, if it's a legitimate call, they're going to leave you a message. Okay, would you please repeat that? And you that? can always call them back. A legitimate call that you don't answer 
they will leave you a message and you can always call them back. Okay. Yes. Uh, But let's not answer any call that's not already programmed in your contact list. That's the first thing to do. The second thing is, unfortunately, if you do answer the call, here's where you've got to be on your toes and make sure that you do not provide any personal information. You do not answer questions about friends, family, neighbors, whatever, because one of the scams is going to be trying to get information about other people in Mm -hmm. your circle of trust, so to speak. Um, Again, no credit card information, no payment information. If you don't recognize the voice on the other end of the line, hang up, just end it. I'm glad that you said that. I have an elderly friend who will sit there and talk to them. Because they're lonely. And that's what the scammer is taking advantage of, is this is somebody that's, first off, they're a very trusting Mm -hmm. um, uh, generation. Uh, They grew up with people calling them at home on that plug-in phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you're friendly. You talk to whoever gives you a call. Those days are over. And we've got to be careful. So, again, first and foremost, don't answer. If you do and you don't recognize the uh, voice on the other end of the line, Hang up. Hang up Just immediately. Just simply hang up, and that'll end it. The other thing is block those numbers. Once you've received those calls, use the technology on those mobile phones and block the number for future. When you said that, sometimes the scammers are trying to get information about others. Others. Mm-hmm. I have a neighbor who texted me and said, hey, this is your neighbor so-and-so. And I said, now, which neighbor is this? And he said, I'm the son of so-and-so. And And we had already exchanged numbers, so he had my phone number. And then he said something like, "Um, I've noticed that it doesn't look like the so-and-so neighbors have been around lately. So they're fishing for information. And I thought, why are you asking about that over a text? And so I truly think this is a legitimate, this is their neighbor's son. But I thought, that's a stupid thing to ask. Because that would be stupid for me to answer that. I said, I'd rather wait until we're talking in person. Well, you know, we're, we're a generation that likes to tell everybody everything about what we're doing, what we ate, where we went on vacation, and so on and so forth. So, again, that familiarity of if I introduce myself, if I'm a scammer and I introduce myself to you as a friend of, a son of, a grandchild mm-hmm. of, one of your neighbors, well, I'm in the door a little closer than I would have been if I, if I had to come to you blindly. True. Okay. When we put pictures of us being on vacation and that we're all as a family traveling, we're pretty much opening the door for the scammer to know your house is empty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to be very careful again about the information that we're willing to share, but also asking questions. You know, in your example, again, clarification. You know what? I've never had Susie tell me about her son. I'm going to give Susie a call. Yes. And hang up and call Susie and say, hey, I didn't know you have a son named David. And she's probably going to tell you, I don't. (laughs) Or she might tell you, I do, but he's overseas right now. Uh Um, And that actually brings up another interesting point about scams. Oftentimes, these guys will tell you that they're in the military and overseas. And so you're, again, we all have a soft heart for those that serve our country. And so maybe that's why they can't meet you or maybe that's why they're in need. And so that's another, again, scammers are, they have no conscience. So they're going to prey on any emotional element that they can pull you in on. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. And we're talking with uh, Robin Householder, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Middle Tennessee. And people are shocked because 
they think I would not treat that person that way. I would not do that. Right. But that's like that old saying is you can't expect a lion not to eat you because you would not eat the lion. Right. Or whatever. You can't expect other people to act by your morals. Right. Exactly. And again, many of these guys are overseas, so they don't necessarily have the same um, outlook, if you will, on 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 morals that maybe we do. That's not to say that everybody overseas doesn't. But again, a lot of these calls are coming in from places that you just simply wouldn't recognize, which is why they spoof the number. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate goal is simply to either steal your identity or steal your money. It's as simple as that. Time-specific uh, scams. Pay attention to what time of year it is. What are the things that are going on? Those are the kind of scams we're probably going to get hit with, especially. Yes. What about the calls that say... I'm facing serious charges. Yeah, so that's an interesting one, especially this time of year, because, again, people are working on their taxes. And so you're going to get calls both at your home number as well as your cell phone that says, you know, this is the IRS. You know, basically you're in trouble. You owe money, have a warrant out for your arrest. Well, a couple of things. First off, government agencies don't call you and police officers don't call you in advance of arresting you. It's funny how that works. So if the IRS, um, if the FBI is investigating you, whoever, those government agencies, be it local, state, federal, they're going to send you something in the mail. Okay. So that's the first thing to be aware of. None of them are going to call you. Okay. The other thing is, is that they're not going to operate on fear. They're going to be very factual with you. Again, they're going to map out the issue in the letter. Okay, and so they're not going to operate under fear. They're not going to want to have you meet them anywhere. They're not going to tell you that you can pay them with with gift cards. Okay, (laughs) they're going to want to check and the electronic funds transfer. And the way you said that, I'm sorry, I did not mean to laugh. No, it's okay. But that's true because they terrify people. Absolutely. Who feel like, well, I just need to stay out of jail or keep a loved one out of jail. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most is when I get one of these calls, as soon as they start talking, I say, you do understand you're calling the Better Business Bureau. And of course, they immediately hang up. Because again, any number will fall prey. They use fear. They use intimidation. Um, let's be honest. Are, is there anybody that's not afraid of the IRS? Um, and, I, and I say that with love and adoration for the work that they do. However, those three letters do instill a little bit of fear in everybody. Because what if I messed up something? What if I did make a mistake on my tax returns? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just a given that we're going to automatically pay closer attention. But again, the IRS is not going to call you. Yeah. The sheriff's office is not going to call you. Um, if you have a warrant out for arrest, they're not going to warn you in advance. They're just going to come and find you. Yeah. Um, and so, again, those are the calls that you either first and foremost don't answer because you don't recognize the number. But if you do, hang up. Now, after all the quarantine stuff is over with, people are going to be going crazy, wanting to get out and go to games, go to concerts. What are some of the scams that we need to look out for? Because scammers are going to really be ready to make some money. Well, I think for sure what we want to talk about is ticket scams right now. And there are just so many online ticket scams. There's also on uh, phishing scams as it relates to tickets. And so this is either going to be um, an unsolicited email that you get, an unsolicited text that you get that they have tickets to sell. Um, again, don't ever click on anything that you don't recognize because more often than not what those um, emails or texts are going to do is attach malware to your computer or your phone, okay? If you are shopping for tickets right now, first and foremost, make sure that you check out the company that you're considering buying from. There are really, really good ticket brokers out there, okay? So do your homework first. Check with BBB to be sure you're dealing with somebody that is reputable. And then once you go to their site, make sure that it's a secure site, meaning that it has that 
S after the HTTP, meaning that it is a secure site, and it also can show a lock in that URL address. That lets you know that this is a legitimate organization that you can trust. If it doesn't have those two things, close your system. That is not someplace that you want to shop, okay? okay? The other thing is, is the old adage of it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. Let's be honest. These tickets are not cheap. And so if someone's out there soliciting you for a price that is just simply unbelievably low, mm-hmm. chances are it's not legitimate. And they'll Stay give away you an, from those And things. they'll give you an excuse and a reason why the prices are so low. Got to get rid of them. Got to Got to get rid of them. You know, we're low on cash, whatever those things are. And, you know, we've seen everything from legitimate tickets being um, copied. So then you get to the venue and that ticket's already been used. Or again, you send the money, you pay the with a credit card, and you never see the ticket, nor yeah. do you ever find the guy that sold them to you again. So, again, use legitimate sites. Do your homework. Don't ever open up anything that's unsolicited, that you didn't reach out to them first. Ticketmaster is not going to send you an email that says, I have better tickets for you today than I did yesterday. It's just not going to happen. Is there some way that that scammers know where we've been already to to send us things like that, or do well, they just you know, kind of shoot in the social dark? media social media sort of gives them a great insight as to what you're interested in, um, what you've done in the past, so on and so forth. So they can you know if you've gone to a Super Bowl game in the past, chances are they might be able to convince you to buy tickets from them for the future. So all right. they have to do really is search Facebook Super Bowl and every post that comes up, well, that's but, a potential victim. Exactly. But honestly, more likely, it's more robo. It's it's oh. more just automated. You know, they're th- we call it phishing because they're throwing a lot of bait out there in hopes that they catch that one big fish that yeah. falls prey to the scam. Yeah. And they do. They catch enough to make it still profitable it for them. Unfortunately, yeah, it's true. Again, it's the old, if it sounds too good to be true, it definitely is. Stay away from it. (laughs) Or check with us first, at least, before you pay for it. Okay. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Robin Householder, the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. And we're talking about scams and phishing and spoofing and romance scams and all kinds of things that uh, crooks are trying to do to separate you from your money or your identity, which ultimately is about money. What about vacation scams? I seem to see those ads everywhere. Well, you know, we live in a society of instant gratification. And so you're on your social media and you see this great hotel or this great beach vacation or Mm -hmm. this great rental property pop up. Yes. Just because it's a nice picture doesn't mean it's real. Okay. So what you want to do again, we always say, do your homework first. Check out the rental company Check out um, the website. Again, is it a secure site? Check out the broker that's marketing the property. And it's not just with vacation scams. It's really any property. So, for example, we just recently had a victim in Murfreesboro who was looking for a rental property. And there was a great picture advertised and the address was there. They drove by the address and it looked fabulous. She made a deposit and found out that, in fact, the house wasn't vacant. Somebody lived in it. And, of course, the money's gone. So it's the same situation with vacations. It's really easy to duplicate legitimate information online. Okay. And so they're going to take a picture of a legitimate condo, a legitimate, you know, Airbnb, a legitimate hotel, market it to you. And then unfortunately, about the time you get there, you realize your money's gone and the room's no longer available because somebody else is in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, do your homework. Make sure you're shopping at a legitimate site. Don't give anybody that proactively solicits you. You go find them. 
Okay, most scams are perpetrated because they actively solicited you. They drew you in, whether it was a phishing scam, whether it was an ad, whether it was a pop up on your social media. Okay, beware when you see those things. You go proactively and find what you're looking for. That's what worries me a little bit when people knock on the door. I don't open the door right. to strangers. I do not open the door to strangers. But I know people who do. And they say, well, they had a little bit of uh, asphalt left over from a mm, job nearby. The or, old asphalt scam. Yes, or or uh, we're in this neighborhood and we did a job for your neighbor. I did not realize for a long time right. what all of that was. Right. And now I just I, I have a peephole installed and I yell at them through the door. <laughs> well, again, the one of the you know, similar to what we talked about earlier about just hanging up um, again, your your solution don't answer. But more importantly, when they're actively soliciting you for mm-hmm. something you're not looking for, chances are it's a warning signal. Stay away when you're ready to blacktop your driveway. Mm-hmm. You'll come to BBB. You'll find a legitimate asphalter. You'll make the decision as who you're going to use. Yeah, those that are actively soliciting you, um, when you're not looking, quite frankly, that's a number. That's a great sign to say stay away, because that's where you're going to see those stories where they say they didn't do the job, they took some money and said I'm going to lunch and I'll be back, and it never happened. Well, and another another telltale sign that you're getting ripped off, sadly, is that they're pushing for you to make a really quick decision. Um, again, legitimate companies aren't going to do that. You know, they're going to provide you with the information you need. If you're not ready to make a decision, they'll probably follow up with you in a few days. Scammers are going to want to know now. Make a decision. They're going to they're going to try to negotiate a deal. They're going to push you and push you and push you until you either close the door or you give in and hand them the money. Another telltale sign. Stay away. Moving company scams. Moving company scams. I've heard a lot about that. You know, the good news is um, a lot of the moving company scams that we were experiencing towards the end of last year actually are now under uh, federal indictments. So that's a good news. There was one company that was soliciting things under 10 different company names. And so, again, through Scam Tracker, through reporting it, we were able to assist some agencies in, in, in shutting down some of those bad guys. But we all know that as quick as we shut one down, five new ones pop up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, one of the, uh, if it sounds too good to be true, most of moving scams start with price point. They're convincing you that they're going to give you the best deal ever. So if you go out and we say when you're doing making a major purchase, really of any kind, you should probably get two or three uh, proposals. You know, ask your friends, check with people at work, who have they used, get some recommendations, check with BBB to ensure that they've got a great track record. Um, but when you get that deal that is so much cheaper than what you've seen from other companies, chances are it's going to be a problem. What were the moving companies doing? So some of the things that were happening is you were making a very, very large deposit and they either weren't showing up, meaning to pick up your goods, or when you moved, they didn't show up at the other end and all of a sudden the price changed. If you wanted your home goods back, you were going to have to pay them more than what was originally agreed on. They're missing delivery dates. The product is coming in damaged. Um, There's products missing because things have been stolen. Do your homework on the front end. Make sure it's a legitimate organization. If the price sounds too good to be true, we can pretty much guarantee it is and you're going to have problems afterwards. If people have questions, what is the website where do they go just go to bbb.org and you'll find us there where um, the the system is available to you 24 7 and you should be able to find anything and if not we'll get back to you 
and do the research for you. Okay. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Robin Householder, CEO and president of the Better Business Bureau of Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Jay Phelps for producing today's show. We're going to post it on our Focus Facebook page so you can check it out there and share it with friends. And if you have any questions or comments about the show or have ideas for future Focus programs, things you'd like to see us talk about, make sure you put it there as well. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus. Focus.